Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Tara Duggan in the chair for Niall today. Now, last week, Niall and I had an interesting tete-a-tete. We often do as I'm wrapping up news and he's starting the show. This time it was about why boys are more likely to end up in trouble and in serious trouble and detention than girls are. We talked about this in the context of the annual report last week from the Oberstown Detention Centre in Dublin. It stated that 95% of the children in detention or on remand last year were boys. Some of the other findings of that report, nearly three quarters of children in Oberstown Detention Centre in Dublin have substance misuse problems. 127 children were on remand or in detention there last year. Nearly 6 out of 10 of them weren't in education prior to their detention. Nearly a quarter had a diagnosed learning disability and 37% of the children in detention or on remand were being punished for theft charges. Now, almost 27 years ago, author Steve Biddulph wrote a best-selling book on how to raise boys. According to Steve, a boy is nine times more more likely to end up in jail than a girl, three times more likely to use drugs, three times more likely to take their own life or to die in a car crash. And he says we shouldn't just accept this as the status quo. It's not just the way it is. He says that there are reasons for this and there are ways to stop it. Now, I mentioned Steve and his book when myself and Niall were chatting last week. And I'm very pleased to say that Steve Biddulph, all the way from Australia, thanks for staying up and joining us on the Niall Boylan Show this afternoon. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I have two little boys and I grew up in a household with five men, my dad and four fabulous brothers, Steve. So I have a very particular interest interest in the well-being of boys and what it means as a girl and as a woman to grow up with them in their company um, and to have great relationships with them. And it really upsets me to think that, for me anyway, it feels that society is letting our boys and our men down a bit. Hello, Tara. Yes, it's great to be talking to you all the way from Tasmania to Ireland and and love and greetings to everyone there. And you're right, everywhere in the world, we're still worried about boys, but it is improving. Um, And it's been my life's work to change those kind of statistics. Um, And we we know much more now about why boys are like that and, and what to do about it. If you've got a tiny little baby at home, you can start straight away to make sure that they don't you know, fall into any of those pitfalls. Now, there are differences between boys and girls, Steve. I think there was a, you know, an approach uh, maybe sort of, you know, in the the 60s and through to the 70s and 80s that stated we should treat boys and girls alike. They're exactly the same. They have equal opportunity. And that was very well-intentioned and in many respects, largely true. But we have to accept that boys and girls and men and women do have differences. And you say they're very apparent right right from the very start. Yes, that's right. And, and and that was the reason why I wrote the Racing Boys book, Tara, was that it wasn't working, the idea that, you know, if we just raise them the same, it'll be all right. Um, now, the first thing to say is that just knowing that you've, you know, not all boys are the same is the first thing to, to say. Of course. And, and, and um, just knowing you've got a little boy doesn't tell you anything about what they're going to be like. Um you have to kind of probably your first job as a mum or a dad is to figure out what kind you've got, and because kids are on a spectrum, but they they did this incredible thing, which we we recently we updated the book and put this in that that they tested the the um, umbilical cord blood when little baby boys were born. They took a little blood sample from the umbilical cord, 
and they tested it and they found that some boys have got lots of testosterone even in the womb before they're born um, and some boys don't have so much and so you've got kind of what you could call high T boys and low T boys if, if that makes sense and um, it turns out that the high T boys, the, the, the boys that kind of grow up and they, when they're little boys, they're kind of boisterous and they're rough and tumble. Um, they are, have much more difficulties with learning and they, in, and they represent most of the kids that have learning, have reading difficulties. Okay. And getting, getting on in the world, really, it's really important to be able to read and write mm-hmm. and and to use words, if you you know you grow up and you have a disagreement with your wife, you sit down and you can talk it through. And so, if you're a mum of a little boy and he's one of those high tea boys, or you just get the feeling that he's a very boyish boy, then be sure to talk to him a lot and give him lots of cuddles and 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 when he's a little bit older, read stories to him and help him to get a handle on kind of the spoken word and the written word don't just leave him to watch a television screen because because we you kind of the world needs a different kind of man today it doesn't we don't need men who can wrestle buffaloes anymore okay um what we, do we, we need, need then um we need men who can who've got what i call backbone and heart um they've got backbone which means that they're trustworthy and and when i talk to i talk to large groups of women we and we i get them to d- design the perfect man and and they start off there's a few ribald kind of suggestions but but they get down to that it's someone you can trust and you can feel safe with is that's what we mean by backbone if they if they promise to do something they'll they'll do it you can count on them when you know if one of the kiddies is sick or you're sick or something that they'll they'll be there when they're needed and the other quality is heart, which is kindness and being generous. And so we have to teach that to our little boys. Um, but some of the listeners will have a boy who's on, who's on the low, low T kind of range, who's very gentle and very sensitive. Mm-hmm. And you might have to teach him to stick his jaw out a bit and, and use a loud voice sometimes so he can stick up for himself. But at the same time, that's... It's good. It's good that he's sensitive. He'll make you know a good partner and a good dad, mm-hmm. and so um, or whatever it is that he chooses to do. And so, yes, um, it's a th- sort of thing of balancing our boys up. Okay, so and, I, I wanted to ask yeah. Steve because this is where myself and Niall kind of started the conversation last week. Education and and education systems. I know in Australia it's quite similar to the one that we'd have here that we'd have in the UK. You know there are other countries that maybe do things slightly differently, but in the main Western society, it's there's your seat. You start school at four or five or maybe six years old. There's your seat. Sit down. Now learn your alphabet. Read your books and yeah. stay sitting down. And uh, follow this rule and 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 don't don't speak out of place. Answer the question when you're asked, but you know sit down. That doesn't strike me as something as somebody who's had two boys, very different to one another, it has to be said. But I always felt they had a real difficulty just even sitting down in school. And I just kind of wonder, does the education system that we have now sometimes work against our boys? I think you're exactly right. And your your experience as a mum is exactly right, that that we, what we think, and we put this in the book 27 years ago, that boys shouldn't be starting school until they're about six because the average boy is six to 12 months behind the average girl in, in, in the, 
abilities with you know holding a pen and and sitting still and sitting still in particular when you're a boy you're still growing your motor nerves to your arms and legs and until you're about six and so you in order for your brain to develop you've got to move around and so those little boys are sitting in the classroom and their body's just calling out to them saying move me and and it's painful to have to sit still and so they get easily can be labeled as naughty and There'll be lots of mums, I think the, if there was a single thing that mums took from that, that book, Tara, it was that they're not bad for wanting to be active. It's like having a big dog at home. You've just got to take him out for a run. Yeah, but that, but so, that in itself, does, Steve, can be damaging. If a, a, a little boy is hearing all the time, you're naughty or you're getting into trouble or yeah. a parent is being called down to school, can that theoretically start this cycle there where boys disengage, where maybe if they have a, a learning uh, uh, difficulty that it's not seen because they're just being too naughty and that it can in yeah. some cases, not all and maybe not many, but in some cases lead to this type of disengagement and disenfranchisement that leads to criminal behaviour, being that boy, because if I can't be good in school, well then at least I'll be noticed for being a bit tough. That's exactly right. And I, I work with men in prison here in Tasmania sometimes, and, and that's been their story, Tara. It's just so, it's just, when I do those, that, those prison visits, it's the, it's the saddest day of my month because, because there are two things. One is terrible experience of school, and the other, and I'm sure your listeners will be able to guess what this is going to be, the other is a terrible experience with fathering. Mm. that almost every man I've ever talked to in jail had a terrible problem with his dad. Okay. A dad who told him he was a piece of shit or he was no use or, or belted him up or belted his mum up. And so we have to, um, probably my, my main purpose in my working life, I'm nearly 70 now, but my main life's job was to get dads to to discover what their job was because in in the 20th century dads just thought they were supposed to be a walking wallet and yeah. but it, but dads are really important for for sons and and for for daughters and 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 so if if a boy sort of he, he can't just turn into a man or a good man unless he's seen what one looks like and and so boys who've got a dad who plays with them he doesn't put them down. He doesn't hit them. They really copy him. They think, oh, that's, you know, a six-year-old boy just thinks his dad is the best man in the world. And he wants to be like dad. And so if, if a dad, you know, comes home and, and kicks a ball around and plays with his kids and, and does things with them, they're they just over the moon about that. And, and they'll, they'll copy their dad in the way he talks and the way he acts. And um, single mums... That I that don't have son, have have um, whose sons don't have dads um, can still raise fantastic men, as you know they've done that for thousands of years. Yeah. But what they've what they've what the way they do it, I work a lot with single mums, is that they find some good men to be in their son's life, whether it's a, a granddad or the, the the man next door or the the, the guitar teacher. Mm -hmm. um, so so you, you because we. What we are when we grow up, Tara, if you think through your life, you're a bundle of all the good people you've ever met. And you've pulled all those good people in to make up yourself. Mm. You know, you're a bit of your auntie and a bit of your mum's best friend. And you, you, you borrow bits of everyone that you've seen to decide who you're going to be. Now, if a boy's never seen a good man close up, 
um, how's he going to be one? Okay. And, and so that's what that's our job. Yeah. What about Steve though for men? Uh, people who are, are grown up, maybe they didn't have the best start in life. Maybe they didn't have, uh, you know, a great dad or father figure in their life. Maybe they were that kid who was always in trouble in school because actually they had difficulties, but nobody saw that. Nobody wanted to see that. Nobody stepped in to help. What about those men now who are in situations maybe where they're not happy with their own lives? They're not happy with the decisions they've made. They're not happy with the way their life has gone. Can you know? Can can you change? Can is, is change possible? And and how do you do that? Yes. Well, I think it. One of the things to do is to hang around with other dads and and see how they do it. Um, and also to think back to your childhood and think now what what did I hate in my in my dad and what did I love in my dad and 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 to sort of try and be conscious about it and really put together. Um, but it, it nearly always comes down to kindness. Um, kids just love it. If it, it. Daughters as well. Daughters, it turns out, really hate loud voices. We had this research where g- girls have got often much more sensitive hearing, and so dads tend to be a bit loud. Right. And so, um, and so, just simple things, um, and and you know, spending time with them. Um, playing rough and tumble, getting down on the floor and, and when your kids are little and, you know, being a, um, I do this with my granddaughters. I'm a kind of, a, I'm a, a, a horse that they can ride on my back and I you know, race up and down in the, in the living room yeah. with my granddaughters on my back. And, and some guys have a lot of trouble being relaxed like that. Yeah. Um, but, but once you make a start, um, you can usually, you just love it. And so, you know, and the thing is, you don't have to be fantastic at it. A lot of men feel if I can't do it really well, I'm not going to even try. Um, and so being a dad is about being a bit of a stumble bum and, and you know, getting it wrong and, and saying, oh, I'm sorry, I, you know, I was a bit rough there or whatever it was. And the kids don't mind. They're very, very forgiving and they just adore, little kids adore their father. Absolutely. And, and I mean, just, it's, I think the same pressure for, for women as well. You know, you're, you're, you feel that you have to be the perfect parent all the time. Uh, I think being good enough is probably the, the what, what to be aiming for. Finally, Steve, just want to ask you this one. Uh, I'm... Men of my generation, and I'm in, I'm in my mid to late 40s now at this stage, and, you know, a lot of the guys that I would have gone to school with, or maybe, you know, guys a few years older or a few years younger than me, grew up in that sort of rough and tumble environment. Uh, you know, uh, don't cry, don't be a sissy, uh, don't be like a girl, uh, you know, uh, fight back. Um, and we're given all of these messages, you know, that's very hard then to turn around and say to somebody who's bottled things up all their life. Actually, it's okay to to say that you're feeling hurt or that you're feeling yes. wounded in some way or that you're damaged in some way. How damaging is that kind of talk to our boys for them yes. through the rest of their there's, life? There's, there's a lot. We put a lot in all my books about this because it turns out that when you cry, um, you know, I work with soldiers a lot and, and policemen who've had terrible accidents and things. And, and it's when they cry is when they get well, Tara because they finally let it out. And, and it turns out that tears have got a natural narcotic in your tears. It's full of, of, of morphine. And your body, when you cry, floods with morphine. And so it's a very natural pain relief thing for when you're, when you're in mental pain. Mm. And so you just have to do it. And I find when men understand that, 
um, that you won't fall to bits and, and you, you know, you won't, you know, your, your eyeballs won't melt. Um, and, and, um, and, and it will help. And just, you know, yeah, and you just say to you, when your son cries, you, you give him a hug and you say, you've got a good heart. You know, you've got a, you've got a really good heart. Mm. Um, and, um, and you'll find that he's crying and then you're crying and, and it's really, really all right. I can hear, I can, I, I can imagine a lot of people, Steve, listening to our conversation go, no, 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 that's absolutely not the way to do it. That's not the way to play it. Personally, uh, I found your book when I read it uh, a number of years ago. Very fascinating, very insightful, and I can only but heartily recommend it. Raising Boys in the 21st Century is the uh, new edition of it. Steve Biddulph, all the way from Australia. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.